When I was 22 years old, I was keeping books for Copper Tank Brewing Company in Austin, Texas. Although working at this place would come with some challenges, I would end up returning to it to deal cards after Vegas. It all started when my car broke down, and instead of going to work, I took the day off to figure out how to get it towed from the gas station it was stuck at. I also needed to figure out how I was going to fix it. I'm the only person I have in my life to make sure things get done. At that time, I was working at Celis Brewery. My supervisor offered to give me a ride the next morning, except when she arrived, she had a letter in her hand. They were firing me for taking the time to address my car. Thank goodness a girl I knew, you'll hear about her later in the story, told me about the position at Copper Tank. I interviewed later that day and got the job. The bar business is a male-dominated one. I felt pressure to keep up with Texas-style grooming, fake boobs, fake tan, fake nails, even fake eyelashes, because that's what Texas girls do. At times, the misogyny was glaring. For example, one of their more popular t-shirts sold there said, drink until she's cute. The staff were all having sex with each other, even managers with waitresses. I was not in the mix of any of it. One evening, they did something that was so upsetting, I quit on the spot. I just stormed right out. I woke up the next day in deep regret. I didn't have a working car and now I didn't have a job. I was full of apologies when I tried to get my job back, but they weren't having it. Too bad, so sad for me. Before I could seriously look for another job, I had a vacation coming up, a long weekend trip to Las Vegas. I love to gamble and I've been doing it since I've had a fake ID at 19 in Cripple Creek, Colorado. It suddenly occurred to me I could stay long enough to learn how to deal blackjack, buy a car, and return to Austin. I heard rumors about how much money you can make in tips, so I figured it wouldn't take too long to gather the funds. They're pretty much handing out loans to dealers and cocktail waitresses because they know that they make enough money to cover the payments. I needed to seriously figure out how to do this. The only people I knew in Vegas were my biological mother and younger sister. They moved to Las Vegas when I moved to Austin the summer of 1996. It had only been about a year that I had started speaking to them again. Things were on shaky ground. Growing up, I experienced so much dysfunction, I couldn't get away fast enough. I left home at 17, and I went four years without speaking to them. I decided to try again after the worst day of my life. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo, off to Austin, Texas I go. But this Vegas trip would be the final straw to remind me of why I left, and I would go another three years before speaking with my sister, and another six before having to see or speak with my biological mother for my sister's funeral. I haven't spoken to her since January of 2011, and I don't have the desire to ever again. Life is just better without her. I was living in a two-bedroom apartment, and everything was in my name. I've had many roommates, and none of them stable or good choices. Currently, my male roommate was addicted to drugs and super dirty. I knew neither of these things before he moved in because he lied. When I went to see his apartment, before he moved in, he had paid someone to clean it. I didn't know this until after we moved in and we fought about his habits. A couple of times, I snuck into his room early morning because he was always passed out and getting up late to steal his car keys and use his car to run errands. Guess I'm not the perfect roommate either. Although the only thing I really cared about in a roomie was that they paid their bills on time and they kept the shared spaces OCD clean, like I do. I still do. I talked to my roomie about my plans for Vegas. 
I told him I would send money for half the rent and bills each month. Just please don't screw me in any way, shape, or form. I would only need a few months before I could return. Maybe it would be better to not leave him alone. I really can't trust this guy. I'm taking a big chance leaving for an undetermined amount of time, and I'm taking a big chance with where I would be staying in Vegas. Last minute, I thought of someone who could take my place in the apartment. The only drawback is that we had broken up not too long ago. We weren't dating anymore because he was an alcoholic with commitment issues. He was living with a couple who were wanting more privacy because they were planning to get married, and they were hinting at their desire for him to move out. The timing was perfect. He could pay half the rent and bills, and this would allow me to save more money and get home faster. I could also have someone to keep an eye on my dirty cocaine-addicted roommate. We went out for a drink, and I laid down some ground rules. I would depersonalize my room to make it more comfortable for him. But rule number one, no sex with other girls in my bed. Take it to the living room couch also mine, or better yet, go to her house. He would keep an eye on my current roommate and update me with information I needed to be aware of, and he would make sure the bills were on time. His number one concern was getting stuck with my things. I assured him if the day came that something happened, I would come home immediately to take care of my business. I flew to Las Vegas, signed up for dealing school. It was fun, and I learned how to deal pitch. I learned how to check the chips. I memorized blackjack payouts from $1 to $100, and what takes most people 30 days to finish, I did in seven. When you're new, there are only certain casinos that will hire you. They are called break-in houses. They know that you're new and you're going to make mistakes. I went for my live audition at the Gold Coast, and I got the job. They hired me on the spot. I was assigned the night shift. The hours were 7 p.m. to 3.30 a.m. The Gold Coast works on a 24-hour tip share pool. This means the person working at 6 a.m., when no one is playing, is making the same amount of money as the person busting their ass Friday night at 11 p.m. You're not allowed to have people you know sit at your table to gamble, so I didn't let on when my buddy Joe and his friend drove up from California to play some blackjack. They followed me around to each table I'd be stationed at, since a shift includes working for 40 minutes and breaking for 20 minutes. Then you get put at a different table. I would end up taking all of their money. They say it's all about who you know, which couldn't be more true in Las Vegas. I made friends with one of the female pit bosses. She nicknamed me Downtown Julie Brown. Do you remember that MTV host? Anyways, this would prove to be beneficial. It would ensure I never got picked for a quote-unquote random drug test. I did beat a hair test to get the job. You know the day the guy I used to date was worried about? Yeah, that day came. He called me one morning after three months to let me know the other roommate was moving out. I would need to come back to Austin to take care of my business. I woke up the next day, bought a slightly used car, a light purple Saturn SC1, gave my two weeks notice, and started to prepare to return home to Austin. I flew out a girl who I thought was my friend to travel home with me. She turned out to be a frenemy. We then drove 24 hours straight home in time to celebrate New Year's Eve with friends. This would be the year I would take 13 shots in addition to some cocktails, resulting in giving myself alcohol poisoning. I may have turned 23 while living in Las Vegas. However, I wasn't another year wiser. 
Upon moving back into my apartment, I would end up having to live with that ex-boyfriend for a few months. After a month or so, we managed to find ourselves having sex on the couch. This naked time between us would result in another separation. I would end up asking him to move out. Sex on the couch equals I know what it means, but coming into my bedroom, asking for sex, and then leaving to go sleep in your own room for the night is crossing the line because that's not commitment, and you gotta go. It wouldn't take too long before I could see an ad in the paper for dealers wanted, and since gambling is illegal in Texas, it caught my attention. It turns out there were several companies in town throwing parties with a casino theme. These types of parties are popular during the holiday season. Companies throw their employees parties, feed them, give them drink tickets. We're the entertainment. And hopefully they offer incentive to play, otherwise we stand around doing nothing but watching them eat, dance, and sometimes sing karaoke. They have become my entertainment. I currently have a job with a casino company in Portland, Oregon. I have been dealing blackjack since 1997. I held my gaming license for 10 years, and now I teach people how to play. I have a feeling it will be a job that I do until I'm old and can't work anymore. What starts in Vegas doesn't always stay in Vegas. <laughs>